0: The hour is 7 o'clock. Having arrived, I'm going to call the meeting uh, to order. The clerk will call the roll.
1: McCarville. Yeah. McCarville here. Miles. Miles absent. Nelson.
0: Yeah.
1: Nelson here. O'Loughlin. Yeah. O'Loughlin here. Pertle. Pertle here. Rip. Yeah. Rip here. Ritt. Yeah. Ritt here. Rusk. Okay. Rusk here. Salop. Salop absent. Shower. Shower absent. Schmidt. Yeah. Schmidt here. Stubbs. Yeah. Stubbs here. Belgian. Yeah. Belgian here. White light here. Leigh here, Willett. Here. Willett here, Williams. Here. Williams here, Young. Here. Young here, weeful Sweeple here. here, Baird. Baird absent. Bali. Bolly here, here Chenoweth. Chenoweth here, Clausius. Clausius absent. Downing. Here. Downing here, Die. Die here, Erickson. Here. Erickson here, Farrell. Farrell here, Gillis. Here. Gillis here, Hendrick.
2: Here.
1: Hendrick here, Jones. Jones absent. Kiefer. Here. Kiefer here, Kilmer. Here. Kilmer here, Kolar. Here. Kolar here, Krause. Here. Krause here, Levin.
0: Here.
1: Levin here, Matano.
0: Here.
1: Matano here, Corrigan. Here. Corrigan here.
0: There are 30 supervisors present. Um, supervisors Clausius, Salaf, and Baird had indicated that they would be absent this evening, and Supervisor Schauer um, indicated that he would be late. Um, this evening will be led in our prayer inspirational be- message by Supervisor McCarbell.
3: Um, thank you, Madam Chair. I'm honored to address all of you this evening, my fellow supervisors, Madam Chair, staff, and citizens. We live in uncertain times. Journalists who report news based on the facts are oftentimes labeled as reporting fake news. Um, given this notion of news based on fact and then labeled as fake news by some, I thought a good story would be appropriate for tonight's inspirational You may have heard a version of this story at some point in your life, and I have always found it to be a good lesson. Once upon a time, a citizen said something about his neighbor that was untrue. The untruth spread around the neighborhood as one person told another person who told another person, and it caught on like wildfire. soon the truth came out. Well, now what should or could the citizen who started the untruth to begin with do? Well, He decided to go see his neighborhood priest and help him finding an answer. Priest gave him some strange instructions. Priest said, "Take a bag of feathers, go place one on the door, the door, the, the feather on the doorstep of each person who heard the untrue story that you told, and then go back a day later, pick up the feathers, put them in a bag, and bring the bag back to me." So the man tried to do as the priest said. He could only lay feathers on the doorsteps. So the people where he knew for sure he had told some the untruth. And when he went back to pick up the feathers the next day as instructed, nearly all of them were gone, they'd blown away. When he went back to the priest, he said, Father, I did the best I could to pick up the feathers, but the wind blew the feathers away and I could not get them back. And the priest replied, and so it is with your careless words. Once they're spoken, they cannot be taken back. You can ask forgiveness for what you said, but you cannot take your words back. The damage has already been done. So tonight I ask you to ask yourself, have you ever done damage? Have you ever told the truth, kind of, Applied innuendo in your conversation, meaning to to direct someone's thinking in a bad or manipulative way? Have you ever knowingly spread half-truths, just a bit of truth embedded in the untruth to make it believable? Sometimes people tell 80% of the truth and conveniently, forget to add the other 20% of the story, maybe because it suits their purpose. Sometimes people tell the truth, but they tell it in such a way as to make others look stupid. That's deliberate meanness or bullying, and it's hurtful. It's not just that we play fast and loose with the truth. Sometimes people just plain lie and call it alternative facts. Anyway, you slice it, it's hurtful, and it's wrong, and we are better than that. Let's not stoop down to the level of a playing field, even when some of those at the top wallow in it. It takes tremendous discipline, but when in doubt about the truth, we should probably just keep the mouth shut. Words are things. Words are, can be tools, or words can be weapons, and words can start wars. Wars can create peace. Words can soothe, and words can slice to the bone. Children all over the world are watching and listening to everything we do and say as grown-ups. So what are we teaching them? You must share what you know. Here's a few questions you can ask yourself. Is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? So, folks, maybe we should listen more, look for the good in our daily lives, and call out a lie when we hear it. Let's continue to teach the next generation through our actions With as many wonderful things and words as we can. Things and words that we can all be proud of. With that, I'll leave you for a thought for the day. Thought for the day. Be careful of your thoughts, for your thoughts become your words. Careful of your words, for your words become your actions. Careful of your actions, for your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits, your habits become your character. Be careful of your character, for your character becomes your destiny. Author unknown. And stand for the pledge, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag
4: of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands,
0: one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you,
5: Supervisor McCarville.
0: Are there any announcements this evening? Supervisor Nelson.
6: Thank you, Chair Corrigan. I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, congratulate Airport Director Brad Livingston and his staff. Uh, Last week at the uh, Airport Council International of North America, Dane County Airport received the award of the best small airport on the continent for its food and beverage program. This is the result of a $3 million uh, capital project. Uh, At uh, the Public Works and Transportation's uh, meeting on March 28th, we met at the airport, and Brad and Deputy Director Kim Jones gave us a tour of the remodeled part of the facility, and it is indeed a very attractive and an impressive uh, upgrade. So kudos to our airport staff.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Nelson. Supervisor
3: Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I just wanted to remind the board that... um, You should have received an invitation to the 2017 Dane County Housing Summit. Um, It's coming up Thursday, May 18th from nine to noon at the Alliance. There's a networking lunch to follow. Um, I know it's kind of tricky for some of us who have to be at work during the day, but if you do have some flexibility and can get to the summit, I think it's gonna be a good one. Um, The theme this year is workforce housing gap, meeting the needs of Dane County employers and employees. We're going to hear from the executive director of WIDA, Wyman Winston. Um, there's going to be a panel of employers and workers, um, and we're going to talk about model development. So should be a good, um, good event and hope to see some of you there. Let me know for some reason if you didn't get the invitation and we can send it out again.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Wegleitner. Supervisor Stubbs.
2: Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I stand today just to recognize one of Madison's advocates who is deceased as of a couple of days ago. Her name is Darlene Horner. Many of you may have had an opportunity to work with her. She was a constituent of Supervisor Ritt on the north side of the Veracourt area. I've had a chance to know her since 1993. She has been a champion at the cause of homelessness, incarceration, democracy, and inclusion, and I can say without a doubt that she certainly would be missed. She would embrace you if you were homeless. She would feed you. She would house you if you were in the system of incarceration. She would not have a problem calling the secretary of Department of Corrections. She certainly didn't want to speak with agents. Um, she was stern but yet tough. And I can say that on today that this community would certainly suffer with the loss of Mrs. Horner. Everyone knew her as Big Mama, so I wanted to recognize her at the county level because she she utilized many of our systems that we funded and helped those that were in need. And so I just wanted to recognize the trailblazer again that um, has gone on who has definitely made a difference in this community. So just want you all to know that. Thank you, Madam Chair.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Um, Are there any other announcements? My only announcement this evening is the May birthday. Our Supervisor McCarville is celebrating her birthday on May 21st, so you have May all to yourself. <laughs> on the agenda, under approval of payments, we have bills over $10,000 referred to the County Board. Is there a motion on the bills moved by Supervisor Farrell, seconded by Supervisor Pertle? Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and the bills are approved. Under D, claims recommended for denial, claims one to four are recommended for denial. Is there a motion on the claims? Mo- moved by Matano, seconded by um, McCarville. Is there discussion on the claims? Seeing none, um, the, what is the, um, what's before us is the recommendation for denial. All those in favor of de- denial say Aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and the claims are denied. Under approval of County Board Minutes, um, is there a motion on the County Board Minutes? Moved by Chenoweth, seconded by McCarville. Is there discussion or um, amendments to to the minutes? Seeing none, all those in favor of the minutes of the April 20th meeting, say aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and the minutes are approved. On the consent calendar, we have item F1, Ordinance Amendment 93, amending Chapter 20 of the Dayton County Code of Ordinances. Um, is there discussion on Ordinance Amendment 23? Supervisor Erickson.
7: Thank you, Madam Chair. Just briefly, I wanted to describe um, some reasons why we wanted to um, do this. And just um, before I get into that, just generally, um, you know, as somebody who is um, in the LGBT community, this week was, um, sort of stressful, just wondering what was going to happen today at the federal level. Apparently it didn't turn out as bad as some people had feared. Um, but there's still some other bad things happening at the federal level. We won't, won't get into that right now regarding health care. But I will say that with the health care law, um, it hasn't been reviewed thoroughly, so I think it's kind of interesting when people vote on something and they don't know all the details. That's just a side comment. But I think that the initial impression is that they will, um, it will not help Um, people who have HIV and other health issues. So uh, just a comment on that. But what this is is an ordinance amendment to ban travels that discriminate as the title says. And the discrimination means laws against um, laws that are antagonistic, uh, promote discrimination, bigotry, etc. against members of the LGBT community. Um, So that's the purpose of of, of this ordinance. what it says is, is that um, no, no one would be required to go to anything in a state that has laws um, that discriminate against gender expression, um, anything regarding, you know, against uh, local protections, um, against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, and just generally anything that's, you know, against same-sex couples and their families, etc. So that's what generally what it is. Um, The one there was, this was, we kind of modeled this after what the state of California did, which um, back last fall passed a a law that did the same thing, prohibiting travel to certain states. Um, What they did was they specifically mentioned states. And what I wanted to point out is in this ordinance, we don't mention specific states, Uh, What we do is have Corporation Council track the laws that are uh, going on in different states because it seems to be a list that's always changing and evolving, unfortunately. So with California's law, they mentioned four specific states, but we're going to look at it on a state-by-state basis. Um, So I just wanted to point that out because we we wanted the flexibility. Um, When these laws are reviewed, a state such as North Carolina might not be on that list, so we might have to tweak this going forward. Um, but the, another point I wanted to mention of this, if you read further down, there are some exemptions as we usually have for things like this, specifically the Sheriff's Office as determined by the Sheriff if there is a need to go to a state with these laws. Also for juvenile residential treatment, um, being, you know, placements by the Department of Human Services, there would be an exception there and then ultimately there is an exception that can be granted by the Personnel Finance Committee. So. If there is a need, it would go to PNF, and then we would have a vote on it. Um, so that would be covered there. Um, just yeah, wanted to explain that. So I think this has the flexibility, and um, if there is an actual need, it has a review process that we can do. And then, like I said, I think this is a start, and we might want to tweak this um, going forward. So please support this. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Erickson. Further discussion, Supervisor Kilmer.
8: Oh, good evening. Um, we need to do what we can to stem the anti-LGBT discrimination that is growing in this country. I wish we had a leader like Germany's Angela Merkel, who this week urged Vladimir Putin to protect Chechnya's gay uh, rights. The Chechen government is practicing horrible discrimination and torture of gays in that country and encouraging their families to kill the gay members of the family. So as I see what's happening in the world, I think we can do a small part here.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Kilmer. Um, Further discussion on Ordinance Amendment 93. Seeing none, what's before us is the Executive Committee's recommendation for approval. um, Supervisor Dye has asked for a roll call. The clerk will call the roll.
1: Carvel. Yes. Carvel yes. I. Miles. Aye. Miles I. Nelson. Aye. Nelson I. O'Loughlin. Aye. O'Loughlin I. Pertle. Pertle I. Rip. Aye. Rip I. Rip. Aye. Rit, Ritt I. Rusk. Aye. Rusk I. Salah. Salah. Absent. Shower. Shower. Absent. Schmidt. Aye. Schmidt I. Stubbs. Aye. Stubbs I. Veldrin. Veldrin I. Wegleitner. Wegleitner I. Willett. Willett No. Williams. Aye. Williams I. Young. Young I. Zweefel. Zweefel I. Baird. Baird absent. Folig. Folig I. Chenoweth. Aye. Chenoweth I. Aye, Clausius. Clausius absent. Uh, Downing. Aye. Downing I. Dye. Aye. Dye I. Aye, Erickson. Aye. Erickson I. Aye, Farrell. Aye. Farrell I. Aye, Gillis. Aye. Gillis I. Aye, Hendrick. Aye. Hendrick I. Jones. Aye. Jones I. Kiefer. Aye. Kiefer I. Kilmer. Aye. Kilmer I. Kolar. Kohler, aye. Krause. Aye. Krause I Levin. Aye. Levin I Matano. Aye. Matano I Corgan. Aye. aye. Corgan aye. I. Corrigan,
2: aye.
0: The vote is thirty-one aye, one no, and Ordinance Amendment eighty-three or ninety-three is approved. <clears throat> um, next on uh, motions from a previous meeting. Um, at the last meeting, there was a motion put on the calendar to withdraw Ordinance Amendment 83 from Committee in Place on the next County Board agenda. We've had some additional information since this was placed on the agenda. Corporation Council went back and looked at what was required and it ends up that state statute requires that the Zoning Committee make a recommendation, and so the Zoning Committee has actually moved and put this on their agenda for their next meeting. So this isn't properly before us, but I want to allow Supervisor Downing to make a comment if he wishes.
9: Well, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, well, it's with thanks to uh, Attorney Galt for his research and his uh, showing us just how things are to proceed uh, as far as zoning amendments go, which is uh, there to be acted on as soon as possible. And in his opinion, that meant that after the town action report was due. And so with that opinion and with uh, uh, Supervisor Kohler's uh, agreement to place this uh, item on their next agenda, uh, I I, I thank them both and uh, am willing to uh, ask that this motion be withdrawn.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Downing. So we will not be acting on this motion this evening. Um, Next is um, H, reports on zoning petitions. We have H1 through H18, and what's before us is the committee recommendation. And we have a couple registrations um, just to read into the record for if there are questions. On 1027, um, Stephen Schultz is available for information I'm sorry, on um, rezoning petition 11109, he's available for information. And on H13, um, Vern Jesse is available for information. Okay. Are there, and so what's before us on H1 to H18 is the committee recommendation. Are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor of H1 through H18, the committee recommendation, say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and the committee recommendation is approved. And the report, the zoning petition, reports H1 through H18. Under. Um, Awards of contracts, resolution 628, award of contracts for the Allied Energy Center Coliseum restroom upgrade. What's before us is the Public Works and Transportation Committee's recommendation to approve sub one. Is there discussion on resolution 628? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and resolution 628 is approved. Under Resolution 577, urging the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin to require analysis of the high-capacity transmission line Cardinal Hickory Creek Project and consider alternative solutions. What's before us is the Executive Committee recommendation for approval. We have several registrations on this. um, And we... um, um, Testimony is limited to three minutes. So um, under Resolution 577, first um, we have... Tyler Hebner, wishing to speak in support. Oh, I'm sorry, I book. It's five minutes.
10: Great, and I actually wish to speak for informational purposes, and I did hand out a, a piece of paper that I'll be following along with. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to the county board supervisors. My name is Tyler Huebner. I'm the executive director of Renew Wisconsin. We're a nonprofit organization that is the leading state's Uh, renewable energy advocacy organization in Wisconsin. We were founded in 1991. I'm here today to testify uh, for information on Resolution 577 regarding the Cardinal Hickory Creek transmission line. The electricity sector is undergoing two very large changes, both of which will bring forth a lot of new renewable energy, both of which are happening at the same time. The first is the advancement of distributed resources. This is solar, solar panels on your home, on businesses, on local government buildings. The second is the advancement of large-scale wind energy, and large-scale solar energy is coming soon behind it, which is creating the opportunity to move beyond coal for the majority of our utility-provided electricity. Wisconsin utilities today still use approximately 60% coal to provide electricity to our state, and to Dane County. This is twice the national average. The Midwestern United States, including parts of Wisconsin, has a tremendous resource of wind, which can be used to power our homes, businesses, and governments. The cost of wind energy has decreased 66% in the past decade. That is creating a very fast transition away from coal and towards renewable energy throughout the Midwest. But the lack of transmission line capacity to move wind energy across the Midwest is slowing down development. As one example, there is currently a wind farm being developed in southwest Wisconsin, which will be told every three months by the transmission operator how much it can operate for the next quarter. That is because of transmission constraints already in place today. Even this modest investment in wind energy in Wisconsin is constrained by the current lack of transmission. Without this transmission line, it is likely we will remain tethered to more coal usage and for a longer period of time. Unless and until there are solutions at scale of replacing coal plants, the utilities will be forced to continue using them for reliability purposes. This resolution leads the reader to believe that there may be a trade to be evaluated. Should we invest more money in energy efficiency and distributed renewable energy, or should we invest in a transmission line? And I believe that's the wrong premise to be looking at this this investment and these types of investments. The premise we use at Renew Wisconsin is pretty simple. What cost-effective investments will allow Wisconsin to transition to becoming a state powered by renewable energy as quickly as possible? And because we look at it through that lens, we believe large investments in energy efficiency, distributed solar, and large-scale renewable energy will all be needed to replace the amount of non-renewable generation we currently operate in our state. The resolution at hand seeks more information for the county and its citizens, and we respect that desire. Uh, We hope that you as supervisors will continue to evaluate all aspects of this potential project as it proceeds through federal and state reviews, including the positive aspects of bringing more renewable energy online in Wisconsin and clearly to Dane County. Uh, We continue to be thankful and extremely supportive of this board's commitment to and investment in renewable energy, and I thank you for listening to my testimony today.
0: Thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, Are there any questions for um, Tyler? Seeing none, um, next up is uh, Michael McDermott, representing Vermont Citizens Power Line Action Committee, wishing to speak in support. Michael?
8: Thank you. My name is Michael McDermott, I have lived in the town of Vermont for 25 years. I'm a retired physician, and so this is indeed a dark day for healthcare in America. Um, about a year ago plus, maybe April, I got a little card in the mail uh, that told me that I was on a proposed line for the Cardinal Hickory Creek Project, and since then my life has been topsy Um We investigated this. I was asked by our, uh, our town chair, Barb Grenley, to form and serve on a citizens committee that would look into this issue. We were guided by that uh, by a resolution that the uh, town board had already passed, basically asking for a lot of the same things that, uh, that the resolution here is uh, speaking about. In other words, information, specifically information on non-transmission alternatives, and specifically an analysis of where the uh, investment should go. Uh, in terms of being asking questions, I'm kind of glad the last speaker comes out essentially in support of the resolution to ask these questions. Uh, after Following the resolution by the board, we developed a letter of support. We've over 270 uh, signatures on the letter of support. Uh, we did a survey in the last couple of weeks where 90% of the survey respondents, about 150, were strongly opposed to the line in the town of Vermont. It's been a very interesting process. A lot of us started off with saying, I don't want it over there. And as we've investigated, we've uh, gotten into a lot of questions. And we've been very disappointed by the answers that we've received. Uh, the town, my town, Vermont, Arena, and Wyoming, the chairs of those towns, supported by a resolution of, resolutions of their board, asked ATC and their other developers for a meeting. We sent them questions. Uh, their response was interesting. One, they said they couldn't uh, have a meeting with us unless they met with all 50 communities involved. Two, they said that, uh, they said that uh, the questions that we asked were of such a nature they'd have to bring an engineer to ask the questions. Okay. And third, everything we needed to know was on this Cardinal Hickory Creek website. I want people to pay particular attention to that because as far as anything they have to say, the only thing that's documented is what's on that website. There is no other source of documentation from the developers of Cardinal Hickory Creek by their own testimony. Okay, So we don't know very much. Now, uh, what are we asking? We're asking that uh, non-transmission alternatives be analyzed. And a cost-benefit analysis be done. It is quite possible that when everything's on the table, people will decide that this is a great idea. But Without having that information, there's no ability to decide. I reviewed the technical application for the previous line, the Badger cooling line, this one coming in from the north on 14, and it was very interesting because their analysis of non-transmission alternatives, which includes energy efficiency in the, in the home and factories, load management so the electricity is delivered right on time, and a local generation, their analysis of that was within the framework of assuming that the dominant system was transmission. I kept reading it. So they have done no analysis of of where we should put our money in the near term and what gives us the most bang for the buck. The information that I have says that putting money into energy efficiency, putting money into uh, load management and local generation and distribution, would yield four times the amount it would putting steel into the ground. The, The business model is very neat. Uh, steel in the ground, investment, they make money on their investment. The company gets 10.2% no matter what they do. For the next 30 years, we pay. So coming back to the resolution here, I support the resolution because it asks the right questions. And it does not come out and say we're against it. It simply asks that we be given the information. And this is a hard one. Uh, Actually, uh, their committee uh, members uh, 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 who put forward the resolution, came out to uh, our high school nearby, and they also asked ATC to come, and they got the same answer. So we have no information. We're asking for information. Please, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Are there any questions for Mr. McDermott? There are none. Thank you. And finally, we have Chuck Tennyson from Iowa County, I'm representing the Driftless Area Land Conservancy, I'm wishing to speak in support.
6: Good evening, and thanks for this opportunity. I am uh, Chuck Tennyson, and I'm here uh, on behalf of the Driftless Area Land Conservancy. We are the land conservancy in southwest Wisconsin. Our office is in Dodgeville in Iowa County. Uh, we've protected over 6,000 acres in the, in the Driftless area. Um, We're a bit biased about the Driftless area. We think it's a special place. It's not just anywhere USA, um, but our bias is confirmed by other more objective analysis. Uh, On my office wall, I have a a map that was recently recently published from the National Geographic Society. It uh, shows the continental United States. And the scale there has to do with uh, um, natural areas of unique and special interest and importance and uh, the scale on there is if if the color for the area that it's it's representing is a deep red those are the most um, endangered and most significant natural areas according to the folks that put this map together a place like the Everglades would be uh, on that map shows the darkest red color right behind that just a little bit lighter is the Driftless area uh, here in Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, Iowa, and northern Illinois. We are, we are a significant um, ecological uh, natural area, not only in the lower 48, according to that map, but continentally our uh, Dodgeville, Wyoming, Oak, Woodland, Savannah is recognized as an area of important, importance and a special area uh, on the, in the continent. So <clears throat> we're not just anywhere USA. We, we have a special environment that this Cardinal Hickory Creek line would cut through, and so as a result, our um, we are in support of this resolution. Our board, last summer, uh, looked at this proposal, the proposal for the line, and Uh, With the help of an analysis by the Environmental Law and Policy Center, it's the law firm that we retained for our work uh, in opposition to this line, they looked at the information available that's put out by the the power companies and such, and with their analysis, our board felt comfortable saying, we don't want just just, I mean, if we want to say just, as this uh, resolution asks for, further analysis... Our board felt comfortable in saying, we oppose this line. We can't see that that any objective, truly objective analysis would result in any other um, outcome than saying, yes, that that, that it's true. This would not be the least expensive, least environmentally damaging way to provide electricity now in southwest and throughout Wisconsin nor in the foreseeable future. So our board was uh, willing to take a stand that said, we, we oppose this line. And um, that's where we are now. So um, we support this resolution which isn't quite that strongly worded because we feel this is a, a, a good first step. Uh, learning more about something is always a good first step. And we would hope that if that analysis, a truly objective analysis, came about, that um, that conclusion, our, our already conclusion, would be confirmed. And we hope this would be a first step in having a Dade County support a, a resolution in opposition to this line. Two more brief points. Um, our friends at Renew, we work with uh, in a variety of ways. We happen to be on the opposite sides of this issue. Um, the point I'd like to make about Tyler's fine explanation is that once this line is built, it's what's called an open-access line. An open-access line carries power generated by any source, coal, nuclear, wind, solar, that pays the price to put their electricity on the line. It's likely, if this line were built, that some percentage of it, I mean, it's probably for certain that some percentage, it would, percentage would be what we would call green energy, but there's no guarantee of that. There's no guarantee what percent that would be. Uh, it's just a line to carry electricity through the heart of the Driftless area. Final point.
0: You have half a minute left. Half a, half mi- a minute.
6: Half a minute. Okay. Uh, just to let you know, our, uh, in Iowa County, the Planning and Zoning Commission Committee has uh, approved a resolution to oppose this line. It's advancing to our full county on May 16th to uh, consider opposing the line. Um, passing that resolution. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Are there any questions for Chuck Tennyson? Supervisor Jones? Mr. Tennyson, thank you for being here this evening. I wanted to ask you how many other municipalities or areas of government have passed such resolutions in and around Wisconsin?
6: Uh, Resolutions like yours of a cost-benefit analysis, there's over 120 municipalities in Wisconsin that have passed a similar resolution to yours, asking for more information.
0: Thank you. Further questions? Thank you very much. Thank you. On Resolution 577, is there discussion? Supervisor Downing.
9: Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I would uh, ask uh, our staff to pass out an amendment that I'd like to present.
0: While staff is passing that out, perhaps you could describe
9: it. Does it, does it need a second first? Oh, or? yeah,
0: I'm sorry. Um, thank you. Supervisor Downing moves seconded by Jones.
9: Okay. Um, well, thanks to uh, these two five speakers that appeared here tonight, um, the, the last two speakers that appeared here tonight, uh, and a, a couple dozen others who spoke and registered at um, the EANR meeting uh, held out at Wisconsin Heights high school, um, we, um, we did pass the, the resolution as written, however, um, they gave us pause to, to uh, consider whether it was really thorough enough and we didn't feel that we had the expertise to craft the amendment that is before you right now then and we have since then. And basically what we're asking is that we include a request for an unbiased, independent consulting firm to analyze, comment upon, and augment the cost-benefit analysis of the non-transmission alternatives. Basically an independent analysis. And if you look at A, B, and C, you'll see the, the re- reasons to do this. Number one, it would be... Uh, become citable uh, in the technical technical hearings, which apparently is very crucial legally. And and these folks um, have had some experience with that already. Um, Secondly, the commission would not be able to say the request could be met through intervention dollars. Um, And then thirdly, uh, the PSC would be obligated to specify why non-transmission alternatives would be found inferior should they approve the high transmission line. So I believe it improves our resolution, makes it more effective, and uh, I hope you'll support the amendment.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Downing. Is there a discussion on Supervisor Downing's amendment? Seeing none, all those in favor of Supervisor Kiefer. Thank you. Didn't see it.
5: Certainly. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I am on Ener, so I attended the hearing as well, so I, unlike most people um, here, I've spent a fair amount of time listening to members of the community testifying on this uh, already and I very much appreciate people who came out tonight as well as people who came to the ENER hearing at Wisconsin Heights High School. Uh, A few observations. First of all, we on county board have no actual authority over whether or not the Cardinal Hickory Creek transmission line gets built.
0: Are you speaking to the amendment?
5: Yes, okay. it's, Yes, I'm speaking okay. to the man, which is about the Cardinal Creek okay. Hickory Line. Right. And there are areas of uh, state government where we share authority um, with the state government between us and the county, um, among those being transportation, law enforcement, but among those are not utility regulation or transmission line siting. What this resolution, what this amendment is about, particularly the amendment that we're considering, is about telling the PSC how it should go about studying this line. And it would be analogous to if if the PSC were to send us a resolution telling us how we should study siting and constructing the renovation of the Dane County Jail. They certainly could do it, I suppose, but it's completely outside of their purview just as this amendment that we're considering right now is an area that's outside of our purview. So my uh, view on the amendment, which is also going to be my view on the underlying motion is that I'm not opposed to it, I'm not in favor of it, I don't actually know what the correct way to study this line should be and whether or not there should be an unbiased, independent consulting firm. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but um, whether or not this consulting firm needs to be hired or not. And I don't think, frankly, it's my uh, job to make that decision because I'm not on the PSC. And I just wanted to make clear why I'm abstaining on this motion. I would ask to abstain on the amendment as well as to save me getting up again on the, on the motion as well when it comes up for a vote. Thank Certainly. you.
0: Certainly. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer further discussion on Supervisor Downing's amendment to Resolution 577. Supervisor Jones.
2: Thank you, Madam Chair. I respect that analysis and maybe we don't have say, but if many other counties and municipalities and areas and levels of government have voted, similarly I believe that many people standing together can make a voice and make a statement and potentially change something. So I think it is
0: important for us to be voting on this. That's my first point. And the second point is it's a request of an unbiased independent analysis. So it's just a request. It's not something that we can make them do. Thank you, Supervisor Jones. Further discussion on Supervisor Downing's amendment? Seeing none, um, on Supervisor Downing's amendment to Resolution 577, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The eyes have it, and the amendment is approved on resolution 577 as amended. Is there discussion? Seeing Supervisor Miles.
4: Thank you, Madam Chair. I'm rising in support of the resolution, um, and just to follow on to some of the discussion that's happened thus far, I think I think it is a role for us to speak up on on this. Um, it does uh, come through part of the county, and um And the, you know the name of this agency is Public service Commission keyword being public, and we're providing a voice uh, in the interest of the public as to how um, uh, a change uh, like this is is implemented and that there's due diligence given to uh, all the facts of the matter and you know hearing uh, from our speakers tonight uh, I was um struck by how, how history continues to repeat itself. It was probably seven years ago, I think, that um, we actually had the Corp Counsel's Office intervene in um, PSC action on the transmission line that now traverses across St. County along the Beltline. And we heard many of the same issues raised back then, that, the, that we needed the PSC to um, demand these kinds of questions be answered and, um, and ATC basically was given the same types of choices uh, to the public. Um, line over here versus over here rather than getting at the heart of the matter of, of is it needed, what are, what are the, all the variables that are coming into play here um, and what kind of consideration has been given to that. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get it done, and uh, hopefully uh, with the number of voices coming forward through other local units of government, um, uh, the message will be heard by PSC, and, and they'll do the public's work in, in gathering that information for us.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Is there further discussion on Resolution 577 as amended? Seeing none, all those in favor of Resolution 577 as amended say Aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 577 as amended is approved. Resolution 627, change order to professional service agreement for H&H Energy Services, Inc. for energy savings performance contract for the Northport office. What's before us is the Public Works and Transportation Committee's recommendation to approve Sub 1. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 627 is approved. Under items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage, we have items M1 to M5. Are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, um, these items do require a two-thirds majority for passing, and I'd like to have them recorded as having passed unanimously. Is there any objection to having them recorded as having passed unanimously? Seeing none, they will be so recorded. Under such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law. No one weighing in. Is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by McCarville, seconded by Shower. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned. If you have introductions, please bring them forward.